but but it's funny. I love languages. I think I and I love English. So I I I don't know. I always try to um, to become better and better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like languages such. I mean. It, it's a lot of other things, you know, culture has really influenced society. Um, it, it, it's just all these, kind of, and it's hard to say what, what, what the factors are, you know, percentage wise, like how much of it is affected by this, how much of it is affected mm-hmm. by this. We do yes. know kind of generally what, what affects this, but there's so many factors that we don't know what exactly you know this means and you know i i I always i i try to understand things and try to be open try to figure out Mm -hmm. why people think what the way they think because it's it's based on a lot of things it's based on your environment it's based on the people you've Mm -hmm. met it's based on what you read it's based (laughs) on this it just it's like a a never-ending shopping list and you don't know what which is which and you know you're trying to connect patterns and sometimes patterns you know cause is not equal correlation you know it's not always going to be the yes way, the way you think it's going to be so i'm always skeptical you know just the very mm-hmm. little i always i try not to put too much skepticism because once you put mm-hmm. too much skepticism you become conspiracy theorist and that's not <laughs> what i'm trying to do here <laughs> Um, I agree with you. Um, I'm, I've always been an optimist. So, and, and, you know, at times I'm actually innocent because I, I never think that people are going to harm each other. And, you know, well, I, I shouldn't be like that all the time because there are people with bad intentions out there too, you know? And so, um, what I think that sometimes, um, is a great factor in people getting along with each other is the will they have in getting along with each other. Because if you, if you really want to understand someone, there's no one that is going to stop you from understanding that person. But if you really do not want to sometimes, and that's emotional. Sometimes, you know, um, when when you meet someone and you're just like, you know, I have nothing against that person, but I kind of not like them that much. And we we all feel that way sometimes. And sometimes we feel we meet another person and we are just like click, just like, oh, my God, this person. I don't know. There's something about them that I just like. And even though that's emotional in the first case, when you really don't know why you don't like this person. There's something about them. You know, every you. if you think about it, it's kind of funny. Because if you think about it, then everything they do, you are like, hmm, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> something like that. Like, uh, like hmm, there's something here. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about them that is strange. Um, usually, I I try not to dig deep in those in those emotions if there is someone that i don't understand and i try to understand them and they repel me like usually women like ah why are you trying to understand me and start competing and whatever i just go my way i don't want to hate on them i just say you know i try to to understand i try to talk they don't want to talk with me and that's um and that's their choice and i respect their choice so I just go my way but I don't stay there hating on them because sometimes there are people who stay there hating on you or hating on others and you think like why are you wasting your time like why why are you why are you on that low vibration emotion emotion but um what I found out from my thinking is that sometimes people need that emotion sometimes you know there are people who don't have many more emotions than that one. And that emotion um, makes them do things. Because to me, there are two types of motivation. You either do something because you really love doing it, and so your motivation is love and inspiration, creativity and giving, and you, you want to write or you want to speak, but you feel that calling and it's something that it's truly genuine. And some sometimes there there's 
another motivation that is, um, oh, oh, you know, that person can do it. I can do it too. And I can be better than them. And I'm going to prove myself to the world that I can be better than everyone. And it's, it's not a bad emotion. It's just a different type of emotion. And one of them, I think it's centered in yourself. And to me, it's more powerful because no matter what happens in the world, if you have that emotion within yourself, you know, the world can be ending and you are still going to do what what you are compelled to do, what is true for you. Um, The other emotion, the other type of emotion is more like you depend on others because if the environment doesn't give you that emotion of wanting to prove yourself or of of wanting to compete with others or of wanting to be better than others, then if the others are not there, you're not going to do much. And so I see, sometimes I observe people that behave like that. They, They only move when another person has done something and so they stop. And then, oh my God, she or he's getting ahead of me, so let me do this. Um, I, I, I try not to, well, it's, it's actually not trying. I am not inspired by that emotion at all. I'm inspired and motivated by myself. It's like what I want to do, I want to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to learn by myself. So I have a, a different type of, of motivation. And um, last year or something, um, it was easy for me to judge those people and to say, oh, my God, they are so competitive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then I stopped and and tried to understand them. And um, what it came to me is that um, to them, it's a motivating emotion because they need that competition. They need... um, they need that proving themselves. They they need that that emotion of feeling less so they can work and feel more, something like that. So it's just a different type of emotion. I think you are probably happier or feel better if you are motivated by your own self because you are independent. You don't need nobody else um, positively or negatively outside to, to motivate you to do it. But it, but the other emotion works too. Just works different. Um, so I think that sometimes um, we tend to judge and assume about other people because we don't understand them, you know. And that understanding, and sometimes it's not understanding. Uh, mentally or should I say mind-wise or intellectually because if I share an idea with you I think that humans are really smart and you know more or less everybody understands uh, the idea of what another one is is trying to explain but it's an emotional understanding that I'm talking about and sometimes our society I feel it's a little bit uh, not too smart emotionally and not because we don't have the capacity to be, but because we are not trained or we never thought uh, it would be important to be uh, emotionally intelligent. You know what I mean? Because, for example, in school, we develop our minds. We can, I don't know, solve third degree equations. We can invent lots of stuff, technology, you name it. But then... Sometimes we lack that emotional understanding. We lack that emotional intelligence. And I feel that if we, if we explore a little bit that emotional intelligence, the world could evolve much more because everything is connected. Many people think that only, the, only the, the intellect, like the rational thinking is important, but we already know it's not, you know, we already know that it's important, but it's not the only one. So everything is connected. Because if you feel like crap, you can be the smartest person on earth, but you're not going to use your intelligence 
um, as you could use it if you are happy, if you feel creative, if you feel loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that school, I left school, I, I, I took a master's and, and, and everything, but um, I, I love to think I'm not speaking against school at all. I'm just saying that um, we should explore the emotional intelligence too. You know, if someone is sad, why should we just turn our backs to that person? You know, I, I don't think that's, that's right. I think if we are friends with, with someone or if someone is having a bad day, it's not going to help if we turn our backs or, or if we treat them even worse or something like that. Sometimes a word, I have to tell you this, sometimes a word, a nice word can change literally a person's day. It's, it's so true. Sometimes you, you feel that the world is against you that you don't want to be doing what you are doing, you don't want to go to that line, you don't want to do whatever. And if someone just tells you, you know, how are you doing? And, oh, you know, nice to meet you or nice to seeing you here. It's like, oh, okay. It's like you gain a new a new force, a new strength. And it's, it's just because I feel that we... We are human beings. We love each other. We just think we don't. But th that connection is something that inspires us. Everybody loves to be connected. Everybody loves to connect with others. There's no more power powerful force than true, true connection. And so when someone says something nice, at least to me, it changes my day. Sometimes I had bad days and just a smile, you know, some lady on the street who smiled at me, hey, good morning. And I would be like, oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> and I would flip completely, like in a second, like, oh, okay, well, let's do this thing called life, you know. Um, so that, that emotional intelligence is very necessary in the world to understand each other and to stop these stupid wars and stuff like that and and, and discriminations and oh my god it's it's like it's like time passes and we are still living the same problems humanity was living like a century ago it's time to evolve you know we have iPhones we have everything and lots of good technology stuff lots of smart stuff everything is smart including our phones so now it's time for us to to be smarter um, in the emotions too you know I think so yeah I feel like emotions really they're what drives us it's the mm -hmm. the, the driving force um, but there's also so, so many like it's not one emotion which would be very easy to solve you know you only have one problem but we have so many things that we don't understand and you know what if someone doesn't actually have an emotion? We always we always don't rationalize that. Maybe you don't feel happiness at all. And mm -hmm. Maybe you don't feel the same things you I feel. You know, um, mm -hmm. and that's hard for me to understand. You know, because I'm a, I, I'm pretty emotional. I mean, I try mm -hmm. to understand people. I try to figure out mm -hmm. why do we do what we do? Is it because we're just reacting to whatever happens to us? Um, it's interesting to me that you said there was these kind of emotions and I feel like emotional intelligence is something we don't have or we're very low like we've we've gone intellect at a, a mm -hmm. astronomical rate you know we're at a level mm -hmm. where we it just doesn't it hasn't kind of it hasn't been put into harmony there you know we we lack socialization we don't understand other cultures we don't understand mm -hmm. other people we don't know why people do certain things, you know. We we just look at it as as like a foreign entity, and I think it's a t teammate team mentality that we have, you know. My my state, my country, my people, my you know. It's it's a de mm -hmm. decentralization of communities, and when you decentralize communities, you come to a point where you feel, oh well, I'm not going to get along with that person. I'm not going to discuss anything with them. I mean, mm -hmm. when you look at yes. social media. Or anything at all. I mean, we're speaking. I don't know how we're speaking technically, and I don't understand how this works. But I know that we're <laughs> connecting in some weird way. You know. 
Um, I think that social media, like last year, I was so shocked because, oh my God. So I started on Facebook and Facebook is kind of funny because every everybody, the people that I was following or friends with, they were very spiritual. So every time I was going there, like I only I only opened Instagram. I only started an Instagram last year. And so um, people were very like in a good mood and good morning and this and that. And so I enjoyed I was enjoying my experience. Then I started Instagram and, you know, at points I was like overwhelmed, like, why is everybody hating on something or screaming about something or, you know, because um, I thought about it too, you know, what a surprise I think about everything. But um, when I thought about it, I realized that it's awesome to me that we have social media because we can express our thoughts, we can express our emotions in a very personal way. And we don't have to be a star to do it. You know, like, for example, I don't know, my parents, nobody knew what they felt in the world. Only the stars could do it and only the stars were seen and so on. So now we have this um, disability and, and this... Um, in this way of easily expressing thoughts and emotions and knowledge and wisdom and art and talents. So you have talented people singing online. You have talented people writing online. You have talented people speaking online, dancing, doing so many things, putting paintings that are amazing and stuff like that. And I think that's amazing. I love it. Because we have, and we have so, so much inspiration all the time. Like if I feel uninspired, I just go and look at paintings that I love or photos that I love and I, and I feel better right away. But at the same time, there is no filter. So, because for example, um, before the internet, you had this filter that only very knowledgeable people would make it to the headlines of of a newspaper or or news on the TV and so on. So now there is no filter. You go online, you go to Instagram or Facebook, and you have all these people expressing their opinions. And even though I think it's amazing, sometimes I think that people express their opinions before they think about them. So it's, it's sometimes an emotional expression, a reaction, like you said. And a reaction, sometimes we react to things, but a reaction is automatic. So sometimes we, we are not really there. It's more like a, a reactive mechanism. And it's, the, it's like the thing that, you know, um, there's always a drawing of a, of a doctor hitting with a with a little hammer on your knee and then your your leg you know like kind of kicks the air or something and um and that's a reaction so a reaction is something that you you don't you don't have to think it's something if someone if someone presses their finger on a wound that you have you're going to say ouch because it hurts. So that's a reaction. You don't think about it. it. You are reacting to the action that the person had on you or on your wound. And now thinking about uh, physical wounds is very easy because we can see them. We don't see um, mind wounds or emotional wounds. We don't see that. It's invisible. And But everybody's reacting on their own a uh, wound, wounded self, you know what I mean? So when you go online and when you go to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, I have fun sometimes doing that because I think it's fun, but um, you see that people are reacting to stuff and they are not even thinking about it. And so sometimes everybody is mad at something or sometimes everybody is mad at each other. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is unnecessary. Like, there's no need to be upset with something that someone said and keep reacting or keep hating on or, 
because people sometimes they don't even stop to think about what the other wanted to say or to think that, you know, I don't need to react to this. Sometimes we just have to stop and say, I don't need to answer to this. I don't need to reply to this um, and, and move on. And you avoid so many troubles because it's really engaging. The internet is really engaging. And sometimes you spend hours just browsing through stuff. And if it's positive stuff, I think that the time is, isn't wasted. But sometimes when it's negative stuff or something, you are like you are wasting your time on something that is not going to get solved. Because what I realize is that if a person wants or if a person likes you, if a person likes you, no, I'm not saying in a, in a loving way, but in a friendship way or in a professional way, no matter what you say, that person is going to kind of forgive you, you know, oh, you know, he was having a bad time, he was having a bad day, whatever. But if a person doesn't like you, there's nothing you can do to mend the situation, because the person will just keep on going and going and going and going. And you said this, and you said that, and you said, and so it gets to a point that is really a waste of time. And when once I realized that, I started to not reply to many things that, that people sometimes probably wanted me to reply to. I just started ignoring. Because I was like, if this girl or if this, if this man doesn't like me or doesn't like my work, nothing of what I do is going to change his or her mind. So I'm just wasting my time because people who like me and what I do, they just like me and what I do. There's, there's not much, you know, I can definitely want to do more for those people and create more and I don't know, uh, come up with different ideas. But the people who are like against you, not really against you, but you know, who, who have, who have some, some uh, feeling towards you. I hope nobody does, but this is just an example. Nothing of what you do that that's like the sad, but it, at the same time is the releasing part of it all. Nothing of what I do, of what you do is going to make them change their mind. Only themselves can change their mind about you or me or someone else. So um, I think that you and I who have dreams and, and the strong drive and want to uh, evolve in life, we don't have much time to waste on that. But some other people, you know, sometimes are lost or sometimes don't know what they want out of life. They they get engaged in in those in those types of of online fights or whatever, and so they waste time and time in conflicts that literally are not getting them anywhere. But as we know, they have free will, so we we can't judge them. We just have to let them be as they are. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the worst part of the internet is the lack of filter, but that's not an internet fault. That's really a personal fault because we have to have a filter in ourselves. And sometimes I didn't have, so I learned, I learned with my own mistakes. I didn't have a filter myself and I posted many things. For example, Sometimes I would post like these awesome ideas that I would have. And I come from a family w in which that is normal. So we just share and I say, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And my family, oh, okay, go for it and whatever. And online, if you do that, people literally, some people steal your idea and are going to do it themselves. And you ask me, do you, do you agree with that? Do you think that's right? I don't. And I would never do it. I wouldn't do it to another person because I think that that's not right. But many people do. And so I had to learn by myself, like what to say online and what not to say, when to be quiet and when not to be quiet. And 
that that's kind of a knowledge that we have to to gain ourselves because we didn't learn that in school. In school, if you copy someone else or if you steal someone else's ideas, you are expelled or you can't you can't graduate or you can't complete that class or whatever. But in the internet, there is no filter. You know what I mean? There is no filter. There is no rules. And so we have to defend ourselves a little bit because we are really exposed. Everybody is really exposed now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like the, the filter part, I mean, I don't want to go to a filter just because I feel like unfilteredness is real. what you really are. Because if you... Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things on people say online that would never say to your face. And you know that that's, <laughs> that's just, that's them. That's really them. So you kind of peel the skin back, their emotional side. So I think it's a great thing to have an unfiltered. I mean, I think people focus too much on the negative in terms of how small it actually is. I mean, if you look at it in terms of most of the people are the silent. There's a real, there's an actual silent majority of people who just, you know what read your stuff like say mm-hmm. hey it's don't say anything they don't they just read it because they enjoyed it they don't say mm-hmm. hey great great job they're just in the mm-hmm. middle and this is the yeah. majority of people and most people don't think of it like that and then you have the negative people that comment and you know they they're the ones that always go towards that but then you also have people who like oh this is great this is wonderful so it's hard mm-hmm. for me to say that you need a filter i feel like this unfilteredness will we'll see what we really are. And once we see what we really are, we'll decide what to do after that. And it may be a reaction. I think reactions are good sometimes. I think people think too much. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think a lot, like too much sometimes. Mm -hmm. You hesitate. You make mistakes like that. You don't don't do what you want to do because you're you're, you're thinking about, well, I got to think about that. I got to think about this. I got to think about, you're thinking too much when it, when you should mm-hmm. really be reacting yes. to the situation, especially when, yes. when, when it's a high stress, high pressure situation and you're timed. I mean, the reason why tests are timed is because of that. It's because what are you going to do under pressure when you have a time limit? You know, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to save someone in three minutes. Oh my gosh. What are you going to mm-hmm. do? That's not. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's something that Um, nobody thinks about. But if you keep thinking, thinking, you're never going to get it done. It just. I do, and oh my god, you know, you just, you just spoke about something that um, before I move, I move to that. I just want to say I don't think we should have a filter. I was just saying that sometimes many problems uh, arise because there is no filter. But I don't think we should have one. I'm just saying that sometimes you may get upset because someone said this or, or wrote this or whatever because that person doesn't have a filter. But I don't think they should have a filter. I'm just saying that that might be the cause why so many people get upset with each other. Mm-hmm. So I was just like saying a reason, but I, I don't think we should have a filter. I just I, That's just something I realized. But one thing that you mentioned that I think it's amazing is exactly we shouldn't think so much. We should more be like ourselves. And that only happens when we can truly connect with ourselves because we are always conditioned since we are born. Like, oh, you know, that. and even when you think about it, there are jobs that are very glamorized in society and jobs or occupations that are not. So, for example, everybody glamorizes a star or a singer. Oh, my God, it's so much glamour. And it's a star and an actress or an actor. But, you know, some people were born to be businessmen or businesswomen. Why, why is that not so much glamorized? And um, to you or to me, that we don't we don't really care about that we just do what we want to do but some kids that are growing up or some teenagers have that perception and sometimes they force themselves to be something that they really aren't you know what i mean of course that's a that's a learning experience and i don't think it's bad or negative but i'm just saying that sometimes they they have a an inner suffering and they don't know what it is and sometimes they are just doing something that is not them 
for example, if they were born to, I don't know, to play soccer and they thought that they want to sing and be in a band or something and they are doing that just because they think it's it has so much glamour or or it's going to be so much more accepted in society than playing soccer. This is just an example. Then they are priving, depriving themselves and they, they are conditioning themselves to do something that it's not genuinely who they are just because of an, of an assumption that society is going to look at them differently. You know what I mean? And um, I think that people should sometimes stop a little bit and think. And when I say think, I mean feel. Feel what they truly are and feel what, why am I doing this? But answer to it, not from a, a, a rationalist point, not from I'm doing this because of this, because of that. No, but really get the feeling. Why am I doing this? What do I really want to do this? Is this really what speaks to me? And then if the answer is yes, then move on and do it or move forward, not move on, move forward and do it. But if the answer is no, then why would you? You know what I mean? Sometimes in our dreams, of course, we have to do things that we like not that much. But uh, those parts are necessary to make the dream work. But I think that when, when we are working towards our dreams, the inspiration and the motivation is such that it kind of helps helps us to to do those little things that are not our favorite things to do. You know, for example, in a book, I'm going to give you an example. I hate formatting. I hate that. Oh, my God, I can't stand it. I can write and write and write and write. And you tell me, okay, let's format, format your book, format whatever. And I'm like, I want to jump from a window. I hate it. I don't like it. I think it's the most boring thing to be there, like index and chapter one and then the heading and the text and the font and the, oh, so boring. If you ask me what you want to do, <laughs> what you want to do, I will tell you, I want to post on Instagram or do something fun. But um at that moment. But I think to myself, well, you know, I have to do this so I can just move forward in this dream. And and then that inspiration and that motivation helps me through it. Uh, but uh, if I didn't like writing, if I didn't like expressing my ideas and, and thoughts through words, I wouldn't do it. So I would just be wasting my time. Do you see what I'm coming from? Is like when so many people think to themselves, why am I not successful? Or why, um, why do I feel I'm wasting my time? Because sometimes they are. Because they sometimes are doing something um, that is not their true calling. And when you are doing something that is not your true calling, the motivation will vanish. Because after a while, you know, either you have a motivation that is making a lot of money and, and that occupation gives you a lot of money, but well, but then you have that motivation. But if, you, if that motivation is not really what motivates you in life, if it's more like self-fulfillment or something or making a difference in the world and you are doing something that doesn't vibe with that dream um, and that is not what you are meant to be or to do, then after a while, you just get uh, whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to format this thing. I'm well. You know what? I'm just not going to complete this book. And this is one day, two days, three days. And then after a while, you spend a lot of time not accomplishing nothing, simply because you you are lacking that inner motivation in doing what you really want to do because I think it's a gift like for example I hear you speaking I hear you talking and I think that you you express yourself very well through talking and through speaking and so you can help many people and because it's natural for you I don't think you will ever need someone to kind of push you 
you know. Sometimes if you are in a bad mood, well, you know, that helps and everybody has has bad days. But um, but like every day, you don't need that because you have that yourself and you can help others. And I think that's what every human being has is a gift, is a talent that if they use it um, as it's natural for them, it's, it's genuine for them, they can help others. For example, I love music, I love rap, but I don't think everybody wants to be a rapper now. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? You know, some people were born for it. And if they are born for it, they can really make a difference. And they, they don't even have to try to make a difference. Do you know what I mean? They do. They make a difference naturally because it's their calling. And so they are going to speak to things that can make a difference. They, they are going to sing about things or rap about things that can help others because it's their true calling. But I am going to be a rapper just because it's cool and everybody wants to be a rapper. Then, you know, I may have fun. I may sing some things and people think it's funny, but it's it's um, it's not as impactful. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. See, I I, I wanna. I don't know. I feel like that your thought process is a little different than mine. In that mm -hmm. you you always go back to born. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't fully. I think we're born with certain things, but like I feel like most of us are formed. I mean, I I. I used to not be able to speak very well. I used to not like my my the way I feel about gifts and whatever you want to call those talents. I feel like they're formed. They're not really they're more they're not you're not just given them. They're formed over time over things that you've learned. I mean, I believe anyone can rap as long as they have a voice. That mm -hmm. is the only thing that you need. And there's what techniques there's this and that there's so much to learn that's the problem there's way too much knowledge and if you don't look at all this knowledge and say well you have to look at people that came before you who came from rap because you know we build i i feel like you know you mentioned stealing other people's ideas and stuff i feel like that's sometimes it's a gray really gray area where you're like did he just steal my stuff or did he like make it better um because ideas are built on top of ideas and people don't I'm you know I don't like when people s steal what I said or wrote or you know don't credit me but I also understand that maybe you stole the whole thing that's that's a total possibility maybe you stole mm -hmm. pieces maybe maybe you you had ideas of your own and you took pieces of me mine you know um also you mentioned copying uh off of people you know uh what I would do, and I, w I was a kid, so, I, you know, cheating is, I think it's, it happens to some people. You just naturally want to do good. So, you know, when I when I was probably really young, I, I think it was one of my first tests that I can ever remember. And you have to pass this to go to the next grade. So I would look around and see, okay, well, I know who's smart. I don't know who's, you know, I'm looking at people who know what they're doing. So I look at their paper. I question, okay, well, I'm going to read it myself. I'm going to look at their answer. I'm going to, it's like a, a system of checking between us because we're different people. You might got the wrong mm. answer. And of course, that's when they had different tests for different people. You know, there were different versions, but all the same questions. So for me, it was me deciphering something, which I think is a little more difficult because you're wasting time. You're not really thinking about the question, even though you get the questions right. So I mm -hmm. think stealing is something that is a gray area. I do think you should not just play not copy. But plagiarism comes in a form of many forms. And what is the limit? If I steal three of your words, does that mean too much? It's so it's interesting to me that we we, mm -hmm. we kind of build on top of ideas. And when is it stealing versus, I mean, I know what stealing is, but where is the gray the gray area is very gray and i'm looking at it like well he made your idea and he did it better does that mean he's not supposed to i mean think about my favorite i mean elon musk of course he built on top of nasa's idea there's no way he could mm -hmm. build spaceships without mm -hmm. using other forms of even though it may have be stealing i mean it's hard to say with that i mean think of all social medias it's pretty much they're stealing from each other um they don't say it, 
but they are stealing. They're stealing, oh, well, now I should have a video format. Now we should be able to do pictures. I mean, Instagram was one of the first things to be successful. I mean, there's other things, smaller projects that were kind of like Instagram. But once Instagram, pictures were all the rave. And what happened? Facebook gets pictures now. Now you can post pictures here, post pictures there. We are building on top of each other like a skyscraper. And it's... It's, it's a matter of time to say, well, how high does a skyscraper go? That's my real question, is how far are we going to keep going? And are we going to ever stop or slow down? I mean, I feel like technology is going at a rate that I don't, you know, you go back 10 years, there's a VCR. I mean, you go back 20 years, there was tape. There, You know, it's like, how fast are we going to build this thing? And, you know, maybe we may be on Mars in 10 years. I don't know. Like it's 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 very strange to me that we we look at this and I feel like we are formed from a bunch of things um, rather than born. But that's just my mm-hmm. my kind of thought process on that. Um, I think yours is an interesting one because if if we are born, then I feel that 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 kind of says we can never change from these things that we love. Um, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, oh and- no 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 no. Um- what I meant was, um, you know, that's an interesting perspective that you are sharing because I understand it and I actually agree with it. Um, and perhaps, you know, we, we are so diverse that I believe that all probabilities are possible. So what I mean by this is, For example, in my case, I can share a funny story. Well, it's not funny. It's not going to make you laugh, but it's curious. It's a curious story that my mom tells me is that when I was three years old, they asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I said, I want a machine to write paper. And they said, a machine to write paper. And I didn't even, I was three years old, so I didn't even know how to write. And so from that moment on, my mom always said that she had the idea that I wanted to be a writer. And I and in myself, I know that I knew I wanted to write. And if you ask me, you were 30 years old. Did you did you write your name? Probably not. Probably. I think I learned when I was four or something. But I was so young that and I was so little that how did I know? that I wanted to write paper. And that that stayed with me ever. I, I think it's a funny story because I knew I wanted to write even before I knew how to write. So it's something that I think it comes from my soul. But I do believe, and I totally agree with you, that we are a construction of everything that we live. And so, you know, I took a degree in meteorology and you asked me, what does that have to do with writing? Nothing, nothing. So, but um, why? Because I like science. And so I said, you know, I, I want to study science. I like meteorology. I want to do it. And so we are a construction of everything we live, everything we think, everything we feel, you know, and, um, and I think that People can change and people actually can change what they enjoy doing. Because if you ask me, do you write all the time? No, sometimes I don't want to write at all. Sometimes I I want to, you know, I don't know, create uh, new dresses or invent something different or just forget about writing and go for hikes for five days in a row. So I don't I don't think that a person is just one thing. What I was trying to say is that I think there is one thing, because for example, I can be very good at running or I can be very good at uh, speaking and motivating others. But there is one thing that which I call the essence. There is one thing that you do that you have always done in your life and that you will always do and that nothing will change that. So, for example, you know, if I want to sing, and I love singing too, if I want to sing and I and I post a song, I totally feel free for doing that. And, and I think everybody should be a rapper if they want to be a rapper. What I was talking about is that 
that little thing, that one activity that is so you that you probably don't realize or you probably don't recognize it because it's truly you. You know what I mean? But it, there is one thing that is with you for all of your life. And that thing, I do believe, will never, um, you will never not do it. And that that action or that calling is something that can help others. That's what I mean. But I think that people can do and should do whatever they want to do. Like, for example, you know, acting. I love acting. I, I, I've studied theater. I had a blast. I think that was that was great. That was fun. Now you ask me, so why don't you act? Well, you know, because I prefer writing. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not closing doors. I'm not saying I will never do it or I would never do it. No, you know, you can do many things. And human beings are so intelligent that I can actually think we can do many things. And at the same time, oh, you know, it's it's like don't um, I think people shouldn't limit themselves. You know what I mean? So I think that uh, what I was saying was a little bit different than what you were uh, perceiving. You were perceiving it right, but you were thinking that I was saying only that. But no, not only that. People can do and be whatever they want. It's just that. And um, what I feel is you can do whatever you want, but don't forget what you are here to do. Something like that. That's interesting. That's interesting. (laughs) I feel like you can get rid of that as well because you're interested in so many things. I mean, a lot of people are scared to close the door. I mean, I don't know what other expression to use, but close the door on a, a thing you do. Say, say I told you, hey, you got to stop writing and you close that door. You know what I think is the other doors open wider. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they become bigger. I don't think there's a calling for it. I think the calling is everything. It is it is whatever mm-hmm. you choose. Choice is the, the most amazing thing we have. I mean, you can choose from 50 different flavors of ice cream. Um, uh, and, of course, you can invent a new flavor if you feel like it. Or you could choose a different career path. Maybe you, you wanted to be a scientist, but now you want to be a doctor. Or maybe you want to be a, 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 you know, you want to help people or do therapy. Like, it. Most people mm-hmm. stay in their side of the pie. I always call it like, you know, um, especially careers or jobs or anything like that. It's a pie. You know, there's certain aspects to this. If you like writing, you probably like speaking. Um, you know, they, they have similarities. Or if you if you like uh, speaking, you might also like hiking because it's just a correlation with that. But um, a lot of writers I know hike. Why? Why is that? Like, I don't know. But there seems to be some type of correlation there. But we got to figure out what that is. Mm. Um, like walking? Yes, walking. Um, a lot of... Uh, I mean, a lot of... Um, what I feel is that... Um, uh, how can I explain this? I'm, I'm trying to to think of a way of explaining it. Not, not too much... Uh, like, not... Just in a in a in an easy way. Um, uh, I think that this is what I think. Um, writers, when they are truly writers, uh, it's something that comes from their body. And Einstein spoke about that. And what I feel is that he was talking about. You know those three types of people that usually. Um, neurolinguistics people identify as with, for example, you are visual or kinesthetics or auditory. And I think that when you are kinesthetics, you have a great relationship with your body. And um, if you stop walking or if you if you don't do much exercise, there are parts of your brain that actually. Uh, get less inspired. I'm not saying they stop because, well, of course they don't stop, but they like creativity or something. Um, it's kind of, it, it gets like numb probably. And so um, when you walk and when you exercise or run or move or dance, you get to that 
um, your body starts to feel better because your muscles start to work and you feel better uh, globally. And what they found out is that uh, recently um, what scientists and found out was what spiritualists have said all this time is that we are all, our bodies are a great connection of cells and everything. And so sometimes it's not that when, when you are happy, you are happy in your mind, only in your mind. When your body is happy, when any cell of your body is happy, it connects to the next cell and your whole body gets happy too. And so I think that what they mean is when you feel good in your body, automatically your brain feels better too. And automatically you feel better emotionally too. And um, I find that for by experience, maybe other people are different, but for me it works very well um, in creativity. In, in, uh, because, for example, if sometimes I, I, I have an idea, but I'm like, oh, I don't I don't really know how to do it. Ah, it's kind of like stuck. And I tell myself, I'm just going for a walk with my dog. And I take my dog and I go for a walk and, or I run a little bit with him. And just those moments that I've kind of released everything and didn't worry about anything and just worked with my body movement and everything. And I, I literally feel poofed. It's like a cap just leaves my brain and all the ideas come, come coming, you know, <laughs> start coming. So um, I think what writers feel is that, is that if they get connected to their body kinesthetically, then the brain starts working as it was working before. I feel like we put we try to put so many things in boxes like that, you know, kinesthetic, you got, I forget the other two, but, you know, we put things in boxes and when we do that and we see an anomaly, you know, something that we mm -hmm. don't, we don't know, we just don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things we just don't know or don't understand. And mm -hmm. when we don't, and, and it's not just me that I don't understand, the whole world doesn't understand. Everybody on this planet <laughs> doesn't understand. Does that, 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 that gives me real like wow like we don't know like you you ask someone what the purpose of life is many people have different answers but um the real real i think the real answer which i don't even think is an answer is we don't know and mm -hmm. when we don't know something we just make up ideas and it's great because it, it get, makes us very creative it makes us mm -hmm. think in different ways and everybody has uh an idea so i i always I, I want to ask you this question because it's something that i feel like i ask myself every once in a while just like what is the purpose of life to you and what do you think it is <clears throat> to me is to be free to feel free um and what does it mean to feel free well, it's a feeling, so it's tough to explain. But if I could put it in words, I would say to be free is to be me and to not be afraid of other people approval or, or acceptance. Not having to change for other people to accept me or to approve of me. Um, so just be free to to make my own decisions without um, without thinking that I'm going to lose that friend or that I'm going to disappoint someone just because I'm me. I think that's freedom. It's doing what you want to do in the way that you want to do. Of course, if it's not harmful, I'm not, I don't think it's freedom to harm another person. I'm not, I'm not speaking about that. I'm speaking about in a, in a, in a nice way, in a positive way. But, um, it's, is to me, freedom is doing what you want to do. Um, and not being afraid of other people's rejection or, other people's disapproval or or bad mood or something like that because you are you 
Does this make sense? Yes. I think that that freedom is that freedom to me is happiness. Mm-hmm. When I feel free, I feel happy. For other people, is different things. For other people, is different feelings. Is security makes them happy, or um, or adventure. I like adventure too, but my adventure is traveling or something like that. Not like jumping from planes or something. <laughs> But um, some people enjoy knowledge, for example. They study and they feel so happy. Or some other people is other, is other things. To me, is freedom, is to feel free. You know, to be here talking with you and sharing my thoughts and feelings, feeling free about that, that's happiness to me. I'm happy. You know, I'm not, I'm not having a bad emotion talking here with you or something. Do you know what I mean? I think that's freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I'm not fearful or I'm not afraid that you won't like me or that you think I'm crazy or that you think I'm woo-woo or, or you know, cuckoo or whatever. No, I'm like, well, no, I, I don't think he will think that. And it's, um, I'm not dependent on, on, uh, on your perception of me. I think that's freedom, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I don't think you're cuckoo, <laughs> but I, I think everyone's cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes and be free to be a little bit cuckoo too <laughs> yeah, to, to, to be who you are is to be cuckoo exactly we are all you know if you think about it we are so different from each other's that we are all going to be a little bit cuckoo to each other's mm-hmm. yeah. but that's that's good i think that's good i think it's that's great. what yeah that's what makes the world you know um, evolve and advance because if you think about it, every new idea is a little bit cuckoo. If you, if the guys who imagined the plane, if they spoke to people around them and say, you know, we are dreaming about a machine that will fly and take people, they would be like, what the heck are you guys drinking? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, you should go and work or go and study or whatever they, they used to do at that time. But, you know, so they had to be a little, a little bit cuckoo. Um, and the world now, thanks to them, <laughs> that they were a little bit weird and crazy. I think that creativity is always a little bit crazy because sometimes you have ideas that nobody else sees or nobody else imagined before. And I, I'm with you. I think that's very, very positive. That's movement, you know, that's motion. Mm-hmm. Well, I could talk to you for hours, Sarah, but um, <laughs> I probably could. But it's just, it's, it's so hard to get ideas down. I mean, I mean, this is a long format. I mean, I mean if you transcribed the, our whole conversation, it would be a whole book. <laughs> yeah, it's a long talk. But, you know, I could talk with you forever, too. I love talking. Um and I love talking to writing and talking, and I could definitely uh, talk to you um, more times and and have uh, and have these fun talks. And you know, if you ever want to talk again about a specific subject, you just let me know, and I will think about it, and I will have much more straightforward uh, answers. <laughs> all right. Well, 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 don't think too hard. Sometimes you got to react. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Um, it was really interesting. Um, I think I learned a little bit more. You know, you, you really helped me. I think it's wonderful that you you have a different perspective. I hope everyone else who listens kind of gets that because, I mean, they, they hear me talk and it's, it's mostly my ideas, but it's good to hear other people's. Oh, you know, I loved it. I am so thankful for your uh, interviews i love hearing you and all of your guests and um i'm thankful that i was one of your guests i really enjoyed being here and i learned with you too i think we are we are uh, amazing together because you think differently than me and it's not i don't think that has to be a point of disagreement I think that has to be something that can enrich each other's lives and so um, I hope I and I wish you much success with all of your interview interviews and I, I look forward to to hearing more from you and 
Actually, I had a question. Do you have a website? A website? I do not. I use Twitter. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Okay, so we can, where can we find you? On iTunes? Yes, on iTunes. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. Okay, so I, I will be definitely checking your iTunes, <laughs> your iTunes account. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, it was a pleasure talking to you. You have a nice day or night, I don't know where, location-wise, but thank you. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you.